Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. This is the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And today I have with me Jamie Lieberman. Jamie Lieberman is a partner and founder of Hashtag Legal, a law firm specializing in influencer marketing, businesses with a digital presence, creatives, and service professionals. Jamie has experience with trademark and copyright registration and litigation, drafting and reviewing contracts, forming entities, drafting site terms, and negotiating on behalf of her clients. Jamie has been a practicing lawyer for over a decade and has worked for a large international law firm in New York City and for a federal district judge. I'm bringing this interview with Jamie to the podcast today because I believe Jamie and her business partner are top-notch lawyers who have embraced technology and online work methodologies ahead of the curve. Let's jump in and chat with Jamie. I am so excited to bring Jamie Lieberman from Hashtag Legal and Businesses and the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast onto Tech of Business with me today. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> I knew we were going to do that, weren't we? <laughs> there was no question. <laughs> it's always so fun meeting someone else with the same name. Even if it's spelled wrong, it doesn't matter. You still have the same name. <laughs> that is true. We will agree to disagree on the proper spelling of Jamie. <laughs> because there is no proper spelling of Jamie. So I would love to kind of start this off by getting a little bit of a background as to what in the world hashtag legal is. That is a fun question for me to answer. <laughs> so hashtag legal is a law firm um, and we specialize in businesses in the influencer marketing space and businesses with a digital presence. We also work with creatives and service professionals. So we have some really interesting niches, which uh, allows us to meet some really cool people. Very cool. So influencer, what does that mean? So we work with a lot of different professionals in influencer marketing. It is such a huge industry now. It's crazy. I actually just read an article that I think people made up to like a billion dollars on Instagram last year or something nuts. I wish I could remember the exact, but I read Instagram and a billion dollars and I was like, oh my goodness. But basically what influencer marketing or influencers are, are as people used to refer to them as bloggers, sometimes they are people with an online presence who don't even have a blog. They may have a YouTube channel, a podcast, um, a really popular Instagram account. And influencers will connect with brands to, for marketing purposes. And so we work with brands as well. And we also work with PR and marketing agencies who are frequently the connector between influencers and brands. And we also work with influencer networks, which is large groups of influencers, which brands or marketing agencies will go to to find influencers to help the brands get their message out. And so you work with the influencers to help them make sure that they're signing the right contracts and that they're doing the right things and the legal and the eyes of the law. Is that what I'm to understand? So we work with all of those different parties in a lot of different capacities. Um, we do do a lot of contract work between influencers and brands, and we do it on both sides, which is kind of fun because it gives us a really good understanding of the business. 
Um, we do a lot of intellectual property work like trademarks and copyrights. FTC disclosures are something that we're experts in. So we'll give like a lunch and learn or a, to like a PR agency or a marketing agency. We will write disclosures for brands. We do site audits where we sort of go in and say, this is the types of website policies you need. Privacy policies are a big one. Terms and conditions for app companies is another good example. Okay. Um, we've written social media policies for large brands where sometimes their in-house lawyers say we don't want to touch that. <laughs> uh, so it's really cool. We do it in so many different capacities. I love it. That is really cool. And you're saying we several times. So you are half of the business. You are yes. one of the partners. Who is your partner? My partner in crime is Danielle Liss. Uh, she and I work together on both Hashtag Legal and on Businesses, and we're co-hosts of the podcast. So I sort of am by default a we. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I've met Danielle a couple times in person. Um, that's been super fun. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person someday. I want to get into the tech of this business because one of the things that I know, since I'm friends and friendly with both of you, is that you guys do not have a physical brick and mortar law firm in one small town. I love that. <laughs> yes, you are absolutely right. We are fully virtual and it is really so different in the legal industry. People are shocked when we tell them, but we don't really need uh, a brick and mortar, sort of like hang your shingle out and people come in. Everything we do is virtual, which is so freeing. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are in different states and different time zones. We are. I am in New York and New Jersey, which is where I'm licensed. And Danielle is in Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. So yeah, I mean, so then you're now covering multiple time zones. You've got people that you're able to work with from a brand perspective and from an influencer perspective, from a business owner. Do you work with people in all 50 states? So it depends. There are certain areas where I can, like trademarks um, and copyright. I'm able to help people from a, a federally, so all 50 states. But there are some areas of law that are very state-specific. So I usually have a conversation with a client. And we figure out whether or not I'd be able to help them. So because you and Danielle are not connected in an office that you hang, you know, come in and hang your jacket at every day. I'm sure there are a lot of pieces of technology that you two use between the two of you to keep the business running, as well as the things that you guys use in order to attract clients and to get the word out and to do all these other amazing, cool things that are more customer focused. But before we get to the customer and client focused stuff, I'd love to kind of figure out or learn about what you guys are using technology-wise to stay connected to one another? One of the biggest apps we use is Voxer. I don't know if you're familiar with Voxer, but we, I am. we yeah. Vox each other all the time. <laughs> and it's awesome. Can you share a little bit about what Voxer is? Voxer is so cool. So it's an app. Um, I believe it's, yeah, because I'm all Mac and Danielle is all Android and PC. It's an app. It's almost like a walkie-talkie. So you can essentially, it's a messaging app where you can record audio messages to each other. 
And you can also type as well if you want an instant message, but it sort of allows us to do a streaming consciousness message, which is so nice. If I have like a whole bunch of thoughts, I want to get out to Danielle without having to type six paragraphs. That's a great way to do it. And it's almost like we're having a conversation back and forth without having to get on the phone, which we do a lot as well. But Voxer's really, really great for that. Yeah, no, Voxer is a fabulous, fabulous tool. And I think that it's something that is becoming more and more prevalent. I'm seeing more people saying, hey, do you use Voxer? So it's kind of, it's a really neat thing. And I like the fact that you guys use that for a specific purpose of the chat or, you know, if you were going to go to the break room, this is the kind of place that you guys would, would chat about something, you know, if it's something that is really moving the business forward, it might start on Voxer, but then you would progress it to the phone or to email or to some other medium in order to capture it. Is that kind of how you're using it? That's exactly right. It really is sort of like our virtual water cooler where <laughs> sometimes it's just, you know, asking a question where you need an I need another set of eyes on a an issue I'm working on. Sometimes it's a, something as silly as about lunch. <laughs> um, sometimes it's just, oh my God, I had this amazing idea that if I don't tell you now, I'm going to forget. So mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely is the start. And then we will move it to a Skype call or telephone call or an email if we need to. And so what other pieces of technology string your business together as it stands right now? We do use Skype. That one's pretty important because um, we do that also with our team members because we do have a team that works with us. And so in order to stay connected, because our team is all over the country. And so in order to stay connected, it's sort of, it's really important to see each other's faces. And so we found that having a weekly Skype meeting both together and then with our team makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. We are actually moving from, we used to use an online like a client system called Clio, which was specific to the legal industry. But we found Clio is a good tool, uh, but we found it it had some limitations, particularly in the CRM area. So we're moving to 17 hats right now. And I'm really interested to be able to use that tool as well. So I think that's going to be really big for us in terms of planning. So CRM is a customer relationship management tool and uh, 17 hats. Does that mean that you have one piece of software that does 17 things? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually really awesome. I'm, when we found it, well, our, our business manager found it and gave us kind of the lowdown on it. And it was shocking how much it does. It's a very cool tool. Would you recommend that as a tool for a lot of businesses or are there certain businesses that you've come in contact with that you're like, okay, this is this perfect tool for you and then other businesses that you don't think that it would be a good fit? It works really well for service professionals. If you're tracking time, if you're dealing with incoming leads, I think it's a great tool for service professionals. I I don't want to say it wouldn't be a good tool for other businesses. I just couldn't speak to it, but definitely for service professionals, I would recommend it. Right. But not necessarily for your influencers. Um, That's a great question. (laughs) I'm sure I hadn't thought about it. A lot of them actually, believe it or not, have multiple businesses, not just influencers, but a lot of them are consultants or have other businesses. So it may actually be something that would be pretty useful for them as well. Cool. It's always fun to learn about tools and how somebody who is on the user side sees a tool. I mean, Mm -hmm. because 
I have such a tech background and, you know, such a love for all things technology that sometimes it's hard for me to step away and to be in the shoes of the consumer. And so it's always fun for me to ask that question. (laughs) Yeah. So 17 hats. And then is there um, anything else that is connecting your law firm? Obviously, I know you guys have a couple of websites and again, the podcast. For the most part, that's pretty much what we use. You know, we text and all of those good things. But for the (laughs) most part, those are the technology that we're using. For the podcast, we Skype and we record through Skype, even when we do interviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's worked well. We We do have a producer and editor that helps us on our podcast. Thank goodness. Because without him, it would never get done. (laughs) It's nice to have those meetings. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's the best. Just just take it and work your magic. And he does. Absolutely. For the most part, it's really my laptop, my microphone, my headset, and my phone. And that's what we use. We do use DigiSigner right now for agreements, fee agreements, and other agreements that need to be signed. But 17 Hats actually has its own signing tool within it. So we won't need that anymore. It's nice to be able to get rid of 14 tools and bring in just one and become proficient with that. And, you know, I mean, that brings up a good point of how do you figure out when it's time to bring in a new piece of technology or to help streamline things? I mean, you're just going through a transition right now from Clio to 17 Hats. So how did you guys determine that it was time to change that? We were struggling with our dealing with our leads. Um, and I feel like when you see a hole in something, so we had a system in place to deal with leads. And then as our leads exponentially increased, that system just wasn't keeping them as fluid as they needed to be. It was, just wasn't well organized. Um, and so our business manager came in and this was one of the biggest reasons we hired a business manager is because our business was large enough that we needed real processes in place. And she looked at us and said, oh yeah, the first thing you need to be dealing with is how you're handling your leads, how you're communicating with them, how frequently, what your follow-up is. When Mm -hmm. things start to fall through the cracks, I think is when you need to start looking at technology. Ideally, you figure it out before things fall through the cracks. But if you're feeling, I feel like if I'm starting to struggle with something or if I find that I'm worried I'm forgetting something, that's always a great time to think about a new tool. I mean, I'm always looking at new technology and new tools and I'm holding myself back and, you know, making sure that I, you know, I I do it diligently if I can and don't add in complexities if they're not necessary. And have you guys brought in some tools and realized that they weren't the right fit or how do you evaluate a tool? Like how did you come to 17 hats other than of course your, you know, business manager told said this is a good tool for you was there kind of like a matrix you went through or any other methodology that you went through to determine that yes it was going to fill the gaps that you had we did actually so the reason why we started to look away from clio is because there was no crm that integrated well with clio there was one that we tried it was called lexicata and it had an integration with clio but it was clunky and it just didn't work it wasn't intuitive to me And I'm a very fast adopter of technology, but I'm also someone who will quickly abandon it. If it doesn't click for me almost immediately, I'm out. I won't spend time on it. 
And so when we started using it and I started to use it, I was thinking, I'm doing my I'm doing work two, three times that should only be done once. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I knew that that wasn't the right fit for me. And for some people use that system really effectively. And I think a lot of it is very personal to how you use things. For example, Danielle, my partner, she lives in Trello. And Trello is not intuitive to me. I use Evernote instead. And so it really depends on how your brain works, I think. So for that, with Lexicata and Clio not really playing well together in our minds, we knew we wanted a a system that could hold all of our clients, Mm -hmm. that we could manage all of our clients, both um, current, the ones that we're currently working on things for, people we'd worked on projects in the past. We could do invoicing and billing through it. And we could deal with all of our leads through it, plus deal with schedules, get fee agreements signed. It was, we wanted a robust tool. We wanted one that we could, and we were willing to pay for it. It wasn't a money thing for us. It was very much, I just want everything in one place. So my business almost lives in this one place. That's how I think and is easier for me. Totally. And that that makes really good sense. And it's really cool. Like I love the fact that you just kind of dropped Evernote and Trello into that conversation because that's actually where my next question was going to go is, do you and Danielle use different technologies for anything and how do you bring things together or do you ever need to bring things together from different pieces of technology? So we do have a shared Trello board that we use um, and I use it solely because it's comfortable for her and it's not that bad. I just, it's not my number one choice. I don't prefer it, mm-hmm. but since it it is something that she's integrated everything with, I'm fine with using it for that. We use Trello for our podcast. We do all of our podcast planning and our you know, our virtual assistant and our editor are also in our Trello podcast board. So mm-hmm. that one is actually proved to be really it's work. It works really, really well, and the flow just goes. So nobody's really thinking about anything. It's like automated at this point, and that's really more for businesses. But for hashtag legal, we have so many balls in the air that for me, the cards just it doesn't work for me. It works really well for her. So I do Evernote, and I break it up by the types of projects I'm working on, and then I put my clients that have those types of projects. So like. One note is contracts, one note is trademarks, one note is, you know, entities and so on and so forth. And then all the open projects that I have in there. And then I actually use paper. I know I'm not supposed to say that on You're a tech podcast. You're allowed to use paper. On a tech podcast. I'm teasing Jamie. <laughs> um, just for my plan my day. I have um, I use a calendar app called Fantastical, which I love. It may only be Mac specific, but it's an amazing calendar app. And then I I actually write down what I'm going to do each day. There's something about the act of writing it that makes me do it. So yeah, I have a fairly elaborate <laughs> plan. But for us to you know, adopt or use each other, it's really just Trello and Evernote that are different. Okay. So everything else is pretty much in line with each other. And when something lands on a Danielle Trello board or in a an Evernote on Jamie's list, it's at after the point when it's, okay, this is Danielle's client that she's going to be taking the lead on, or this is mm-hmm. Jamie's client that she's going to be taking the lead on. And so it's when you guys are actually doing your physical work and it's not work on the business, it's work in the business. Correct. Any work on the business would typically be in a Trello board or maybe a Google Doc. But for the most part, once we've sort of separated and we know, okay, this is just a project you're going to get done and you're doing it on your own, or we're assigning it to someone that works for us, then that person will just have their own systems. So you don't 
necessarily need to be in each other's work all the time. You have to use the systems and the tools that work for you and the technology that makes sense and is going to help you be as productive and streamlined as possible. I like that. I really appreciate that because I remember watching, you know, my dad bringing home a new laptop and none of the people at his office, he's a lawyer as well, being like, why are you using a laptop? We only use <laughs> desktops, you know? <laughs> so he was on that cutting edge, kind of like what you are. And um, I kind of wanted to switch into when you find something fun and cool tech-wise, how does that go down in in the business and what are you looking for and how are you bringing those new pieces in? Oh my gosh, I will buy anything. I'm not going to lie. And most of the time, Danielle just goes, well, got what you need. It's fine. She's great like that. <laughs> um, we did both adopt some cool, a cool techn- piece of technology recently called the Remarkable Tablet. I don't know if you've heard of it. I saw her Facebook post on it. <laughs> so cool. So it really is an awesome tool because my problem, it's a note-taking tool, essentially. It's a tablet that lets you take notes and have different notebooks, and then it automatically syncs to your laptop through an app, and then you can download them as PDFs and search them and all that amazing stuff. And so for me, I'm on so many client calls, and I take so many notes that I was having all of these notebooks just filled with notes and I didn't know where my notes were and I and then I wasn't scanning them in like I should have and this just does it for me. So I take all of my notes on the remarkable tablet and we both adopted that. It's been I love it. It's a great piece of technology that's been incredibly helpful. That is really cool. I'm a, I was hoping that you would bring that one up because I saw Danielle's post when you guys were first starting with those and I know that you're a much faster adopter. Um to technology than she is, but I was curious where things were going with that. Yeah, it's a great one. I love it. Oh yeah, I get a new phone every year. I keep staring at the new iPad Pros, even though I don't really need one. I'll probably get one. (laughs) I I love technology. Are there any pieces of technology that you guys have brought into the business that help you with the client-facing side? Obviously, 17 Hats makes it easier with the leads and the management and all that. But are there any specific tools or um, pieces of technology or software services that you've brought in specifically geared towards attracting new clients to you? I think it's really 17 hats because that that it does everything for us. If you want to say, I don't know if you want to call it technology, but our podcast has really done that. It wasn't necessarily the number one intent of the podcast, but we do get clients that find us through the podcast, whether Mm -hmm. that's technology or not. We are going to start doing Facebook Lives which is a whole new piece of technology. And we are trying, we are aiming to get more video of us. We speak at a lot of live events and we are aiming to get more video of us and be on video more. So that's definitely one of the goals for 2018. So I'm sure there's going to be some good technology there. Our podcast producer just sent me a link to the Mevo. I don't know if you've seen this one, but it's like a, it's a camera that you can live stream on. It's really cool. So I was checking that out. Well, you can let me know about it. I will. <laughs> I said it myself. I oh, check it out. That it's cool. Deep. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love that you kind of bring things back to 17 Hats being that one core piece of software that you've brought into your business and you're going to make it work for every single element of the business. And then the, the Remarkable Tablet. I think that those two pieces right there just talk about how any law firm really 
can kind of move into one new piece of technology, whether it's one or the, uh, or the other, and it's going to help and move things forward. And I love the fact that you don't have to be a physical shingle hanging law firm uh, to have success and to attract the right clients to you. And you don't have to necessarily be what someone told you you needed to be. You can carve your own path. And I think that's that's part of the fun and that's part of what I'm excited to be exposing here on the podcast. And it's just been so fun to kind of hear about bringing in technology into your businesses, into both hashtag legal and business ease. So as we're wrapping up, I have another question to just wrap things up with. And that would be, is there any piece of technology that you think is on the cusp of something that's going to be mainstream for what you guys do, whether it's for your clients or whatever, like if you've kind of got a crystal ball looking forward into things that you've seen, is there any one thing that sticks out in your mind? I think it's, and this is going to sound extremely antiquated for almost every other business, but I really think it's going paperless. Um, So many law firms are just filled with paper. (laughs) um, That is something I really push hard against. I prefer to be as paperless as possible. And so while that's going to seem crazy because most people are like, oh my God, we've been paperless for 10 years. Law firms are so behind on technology and the thought of being virtual our field is a little, just a little bit different. And so I think being paperless and also being virtual in the way that, you know, I communicate with clients that even maybe local through Skype or through Zoom um, and it, it works out great. And so you don't necessarily need to be in person. You can. And I do, I have a lot of local clients that live in New Jersey or New York and I definitely meet with them. But a lot of times it's just more efficient to just hop on a Skype call and you achieve the same thing. Absolutely. So if anybody in the audience wants to connect with you and Danielle, where should we send them? Our website um, for hashtag legal is hashtag dash legal.com. And you can email me at Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, my spelling, (laughs) (laughs) at hashtag dash legal.com. And you can find us on any of your podcast uh, listening apps at the Business Ease, which is business, E-S-E, InfluencerMarketingPodcast.com. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry, not .com. <laughs> the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast and Business Ease is business with E-S-E on the end. Nice. Well, Jamie, thank you so, so much for hanging out with me and bringing some lawyer tech to the Tech of Business podcast today. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I'll talk about tech all day. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.